Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Welcome. It is the Brett Witterbull Devious Motives for a Friday. It is great to be here with you. This is episode number five. We've had one every single day this week, and uh, each and every day it gets weirder, weirder, stranger, and stranger, and stranger. But that's okay, because we are uh, well-equipped to handle the current uh, events of this day. Now, 24 hours ago, if I had said to you, what's the big story out there? What's the big thing that's happening out there? You would answer, without a doubt, you would answer, well, it's, uh, it's gas prices. It's gas prices. Gas prices have people freaked out. OPEC is obviously messing with the United States because uh, OPEC plus one, meaning the Russians, uh, understand that we are uh, currently under new management, and this new management is running us into uh, perdition. It's terrible what we're seeing from the Biden-Harris-Klein uh, edge administration we have incompetent people running our government and i was speaking on my radio show in charlotte on wbt with uh, with uh, andy puzder who is a really really smart guy was an economic advisor to president trump and we were talking about the challenges that we're facing in the country and the main thing that people talk about consistently is um, inflation jobs and oil prices gas prices energy prices because energy prices dictate everything uh the the, the dozen eggs you buy the sneakers your kids are, are purchasing, you're purchasing for your kids. I mean, you name it. Energy is is the future of everything. And we have a, a very serious issue in front of us because you have a group of people who have adopted a relatively new religion in in uh, in the green uh, ethos that's that's really only been around for about 100 years, okay? 150 years at the most. And these are people who have taken the armor of this sort of earth worship and have decided that that earth worship will determine everything that happens on this earth. And you didn't vote for it. And I didn't vote for it. We didn't, we didn't vote for this. It's a religion. I mean, I think it violates the establishment clause, frankly, that we're able to have this much money, billions of dollars uh, sequestered, moved, deployed in advancement of a, a faith and an ideology that millions of people do not subscribe to. I have never believed that throwing a virgin into a volcano is going to make us safer, is going to fix the environment. I have believed that we shouldn't dump poisons into rivers and streams in the ocean. I have believed we shouldn't do any of that kind of stuff. But I have yet to see evidence, and I'm going to be an evidence-demanding guy. I want to know why it is we have got to give people who worship uh, the archbishop of green ideology, crazy Bernie Sanders and Al Gore. Al Gore is the Pope. Bernie Sanders is the Bishop. Uh, AOC is the, is, is the uh, vessel by which 
The ethos has taken root in this modern era, and I don't understand how giving them $40 billion or sending that to the UN is going to make the country safer and more stable. So you have a president that has been bamboozled like a senior citizen in a um, in a low income apartment someplace uh, signing over all of their possessions to some unsavory characters that come into their lives. So I, I'm not even blaming Joe Biden. I'm not even castigating him. I believe he is a victim of of people like the uh, the, the shady John Kerry, who is worth a billion dollars and never did anything to make it other than date and marry strategically. So you have President Biden pushing this ideology, this religion on the American people, and the American people are not interested in participating. We want clean water. We want clean air. Absolutely legit. But when it comes to the religion that they're pushing, it's not something that I want to be a part of. It's not something you want to be a part of, I'm sure. But that's the way it is right now. So 24 hours ago, if you're listening to this uh, podcast, this uh, was dropped on Friday. The topic was gas prices. People were talking about gas prices. They were worried about gas prices. They were worried about all these sort of things. I know, I know, I know they're chatterers out there are talking about potential indictments for Hunter Biden. It's a distraction. It's a distraction. Your energy supply, the reliability of the energy supply is your number one issue because without it, we lose civilization. So it was energy. And then it became very nuanced in the last 18 hours. It's not just about energy. It's about collusion among foreign powers who are looking to try to stick it to joe biden that's really a narrative if you don't believe me i'm going to let you hear uh, from a person who is really quite something pramila jayapal arguably one of the people most responsible for the uh, destruction of the city of seattle a very wealthy person who uh, who has worked uh, in the high finance world, who is now a member of the Congress and really the chief cheerleader for the Green New Deal stuff. This is Pramila Jayapal coming out and saying that she knows what's going on with the Russians and the Saudis, that what they're trying to do is cut oil supplies so that Joe Biden and the Democrats lose the election in uh, in November. This is Pramila Jayapal on CNN. And you, you got to hear this. This is really a remarkable thing. Check this out. And so I think that these are some of the things that we have to look at, because it is clear to me that this move was done between MBS and Putin and others who uh, want to affect the U.S. election. I just don't see how else you can look at this a month before the election. Um, but I also want to say, Pamela, that the other really important thing that I have been saying for a very long time since gas prices started going up is this is why we need the transition to clean energy. We do not need to be dependent on these dictators around the world for production of oil. The sooner we make this transition, the better. Who voted for Joe Biden to create a transition in the United States of America? I mean, I understand that we, as a practical effect, have created a transition in the United States of America from um, prosperity to poverty, from safety to danger, from lockdowns to less lockdowns, from prosperous businesses to quiet quitting. I mean, these are all transitions that have happened. And it's not lost on me that the number one social discussion that goes on in this country is uh, transitioning children from one gender to another. 
Uh, I, I get all that. But uh, who who appointed Pramila Jayapal to be a person in charge of energy policy? And oh, by the way, there is a way to influence energy policy. You could put the, the Saudis and the Russians out of business if you started pumping oil and drove the price of oil down to, you know, $70 a barrel, $30 a barrel. That's how we beat the Soviets back once upon a time. But Pramila Jayapal is just really fit to be tied. And what you're really hearing from her is this. You're hearing her say, we're going to lose this election. and We've got a reason that we have got to point to for losing this election. I can't believe we're going to lose to these MAGA, ultra MAGA, uh, evil fascist, crypto fascist, whatever term that the president has been using in the last number of weeks. And those are all honest terms. I mean, those are all terms that he has used. I'm not I'm not adding or spicing it up in any way. Um, she's going to have to have an excuse to go back to her Microsoft donors and and other people and say, this is why we lost the election, because Vladimir Putin, Vladimir Putin intervened in the election and and uh, uh, got involved with the oil and the Saudis and all of that. Well, then why wouldn't you why wouldn't you want to then have an opportunity to have a say and, and, and rebut and do something like that? Because we don't have the cachet anymore. The cachet is not there anymore. The cachet is gone. It's not there. The Saudis don't want to do business with Joe Biden because they don't think he's trustworthy. All they have to do is look at how he flew out of Afghanistan um, and, and, and the disaster that that was. And the Saudis look at that and they go, if he can bail on the Afghan government, he can bail on our government. We don't want to have anything to do with this guy. There, there is no secret diplomacy that can be called here. Everything is now out in the open 24 hours a day. Joe Biden fist bumped. MBS, if Joe Biden had decided he was not going to uh, go meet with MBS, if he had said, nope, we're not doing it, that would have set a message. If he never met with MBS, if he never met with the Saudis, and then he starts playing this game with Vladimir Putin, he would have something to negotiate with. He could then turn around to MBS and say, hey, I want to come and see you guys and talk to you guys and give you some great new weapons systems and all that. But once you effectively throw the guy out of the, the world order... And you isolate him. Well, who do you think he's going to go to? Once you once you fail to take a stand on the Chinese with the with the COVID virus that comes into the United States, who do you think the Chinese are going to turn to? You're you're limiting options. You go out and you chase the uh, Iranian nuclear deal, and then you make them mad because you won't give in to the way they want to be given into. This is terrible. This is a really badly failed foreign policy, and in fact. Yes, I'm going to talk about the big elephant in the room involving nuclear Armageddon in just a moment. But it's important for us to understand this. So here's here's Pramila Jayapal over there on CNN, uh, a very, very friendly outlet. And, and what do you have from Pramila Jayapal? Oh, she's just still furious that energy companies are making these decisions. Here, check it out if you don't believe me. I thought that we had to get much tougher with the Saudis. I didn't think that going on a visit, if there was diplomacy to be had, perhaps it needed to be had behind the scenes. But we do have leverage with the Saudis. The Saudis do need us. My friend Rokana is is correct that the Saudis depend on us for a lot of support. But in addition, we have tools within Congress in terms of uh, you know being able to, for example, repeal sovereign immunity, which the Biden White House made uh, they didn't specifically say that, but there was some uh, mention in their press release about being able to use some of the tools that Congress has to, for example, repeal sovereign immunity from antitrust legislation that would allow us to punish 
oil producers who try to manipulate prices for profit. And welcome back. It is Devious Motives, 22 to the 2022 election. I am Brett Witterbull. You just heard a, a clip from Pramila Jayapal talking about this leverage that we allegedly have with the Saudis. The, the leverage we have with the Saudis existed and it is now gone because you gave them what they wanted, a meeting at their home turf two and a half months ago. That's that's what they wanted. They wanted to be seen in the room and they wanted to be able to kind of stick it to our president. And he's he's our president. I mean, let's be honest here, folks. This is not anything happening in a vacuum. He is our president. And he was made to look very foolish when he came back from Saudi Arabia. He didn't deliver any goods. He, the, the oil prices didn't go down. And so now you have the Democratic Party starting to rattle their saber and saying things like, well, we got to have an excuse for why it is we're coming up short, why it is we're not going to really be able to pull this stuff off. Uh, we, 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 we've got to have a reason for, for what it is that's happening in this world. Our donors are going to want to know. And so the answer is always transition. We're going to transition. We're going to transition. We're going to transition. And when we do the magic of transitioning, um, things will be so much better once we transition, except we don't have the horses to deliver the energy we need uh, to remain prosperous. Enter Donald Trump. And I know what you're saying. Is, wait, 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 wait. What do you mean, enter Donald Trump? What the heck are you talking about? Enter Donald Trump? No, no, no. Check this out. It's a hugely important point here, okay? You have Peter Beinart over on MSNBC, and he's talking about how Trump was cutting secret deals with the Saudis and how Trump was bad news because he was being bought off by the Saudis. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but they were doing business, weren't they? There may have been more than one motivation. Motivation. It may have been that they were genuinely afraid that a recession would push the price of oil down. But as you laid out, it's certainly the case that the Saudis would rather have the Trump-era Republican Party and indeed the Trump family in power than the Biden administration and Democrats. Why is that? Because the Trump administration is easier to buy. The Trump administration and the Saudis have already started to do that. They've made huge investments in Trump's own wallet, in Jared Kushner's wallet. They've also invested big money in Steve Mnuchin's investment fund, the former Mnuchin. Treasury Secretary. And they have clear evidence from Trump's first term that virtually nothing they could do would lead him to decide that the United States shouldn't put pressure on Saudi Arabia. So why would they not essentially want Republicans to do better in these midterm elections? So now we got the Saudis and we got the uh, uh, Russians wanting wanting the Republicans to win. Do you want to know who else wants the Republicans to win? Pe pe people who have lost their ability to save for the future. People whose fixed income investments have been destroyed people who do not feel safe and secure any longer uh, because of crime, you name it, all that sort of stuff. Those are also the people that really dislike the current policy. But watch what's going to happen next, folks. Here's what's going to happen next. Are you ready? You're going to see this exact line of argument going against the domestic oil producers. They know that they can't jawbone the foreign oil producers. They can jawbone the domestic oil producers. And they're going to come out and they're going to say, 
Even the domestic oil producers are trying to stop Joe Biden from transforming our country into a into a paradise, into an incredible place. You watch. You watch. They're test driving this with the Saudis and the Russians. And next up is going to be domestic energy companies. This is an administration that feels very comfortable bashing sectors of the economy. They will never bash big tech. They will never bash Holly Weird. They will never bash ESG. They will never bash the things that cause Americans to become more impoverished. They won't condemn an open border. They won't do any of that sort of stuff. But they're going to blame the big oil companies. Oh, and Vladimir Putin and Armageddon, which is now the new narrative to scare you going into the weekend. Uh, Did you see this? In a uh, private closed door fundraiser in New York City Thursday night, Joe Biden talked about the Russians seeking Armageddon. And of course, MSNBC lapped it up deliciously. Speaking last night in New York City, President Biden said the risk of nuclear Armageddon is the highest it has been in roughly 60 years since President Kennedy and the Cuban Missile Crisis. It all stems from Russia's flailing invasion of Ukraine. Biden said his Russian counterpart, President Vladimir Putin, is, quote, not joking when he talks about potential use of tactical nuclear weapons or biological or chemical weapons. Not a joke. Because his military is, you might say, significantly underperforming. Russia has faced huge setbacks on the battlefields as Ukrainian forces continue to take back land illegally occupied by Moscow. There has been widespread concern that the Kremlin could use a weapon of mass destruction to regain some footing in the war. But in the words of President Biden, I don't think there's any such thing as the ability to easily use a tactical nuclear weapon and not end up with Armageddon. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Um, I'm feeling optimistic now. Joe Biden is always wrong. Like he's never been right on a foreign policy matter. That's not me saying that. That is Bob Gates, Robert Gates, who was the CIA director under uh, George H.W. Bush. He was uh, an advisor and a secretary of defense under under um, under Obama. Here's the thing. Um, they're trying to freak people out. And I, and I, I know you don't want to believe this, but all Joe Biden said was, I don't think it would be easy for him to use a nuclear weapon because we would get close to Armageddon or we would get to Armageddon. What's he saying that's untrue in that statement? Would we respond with a nuclear weapon in kind? Maybe. I don't know. So isn't Joe Biden just stating the obvious and saying it in such a way as to grab a headline and knowing that the servile NBC networks will will get together and will say, he mentioned Armageddon. It sounds like he thinks that Joe Biden, that uh, that Vladimir Putin is going to deploy a nuclear weapon. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? I don't know. What if he doesn't? What if he doesn't deploy a nuclear weapon? I mean, are we still going to have a war? I, 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 I don't know. But I do know this. Much of what we're seeing is of our own making. Um, we, we have an administration in Washington, D.C. right now that thinks that they're living the West Wing, the TV show. Tonight on the West Wing, Armageddon. Next week on the West Wing, Monkeypox. Two weeks from now on the West Wing, Space Alien Tsunami. That's what it'll be. 
I'm not being flip and I'm not downplaying the threats in this very dangerous part of the world. Um, but it is really weird to see how quickly all of this stuff is spinning up. And it's because I think there are grave fears in Washington, D.C. and in state capitals, especially for the governors, uh, that you're going to see a red wave show up. I think you have a much greater likelihood to see a red wave than you do Armageddon. Uh, I don't want to see a war with the Russians, but the reality is, ladies and gentlemen, we don't know what the future holds. The world is a dangerous place governed by the aggressive use of force. I am Brett Witterbull. This is Devious Mode. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 